This episode is brought to you by 9AM Health. 9AM Health, diabetes care that fits your life. Okay, y'all. So I am recording this and I'm just going to let y'all know right now, there is no video version for this one. I figured it was best to just sit down and talk and update about everything that's going on than trying to worry about if you can see all the visual aspects of things. What's up, y'all? There is a lot, like a lot going on. <laughs> and the last couple of weeks have been pretty hectic for me. Not in a bad way, but definitely some really cool things that are happening. And I am just trying to do my best to receive it all, accept it all, and really just be, ah, what's the word? I'm just really receiving. I'm just in this mode of receiving, or reception rather, and I, I'm not sure how to handle it. <laughs> That's really all that it is that I'm trying to balance so many amazing things that have happened in the past couple of weeks, not only with the show, but just in my life personally. And there's a lot of transition and change and things going on. So I wanted to just kind of share that with you guys and what's going on with the season, some updates, some slight changes, not much, but I just felt like it was only fair to clue you guys into what's been going on. So that way, if, if things seem off or whatever, not off, but let's just call it what it is. There's two weeks where there hasn't been episodes out and it's not intentional or on purpose, but there have been some things that have happened that have made me have to pivot a little bit. Now, the good news is that all of my amazing guests that I had planned out for you guys for the season are still happening. Just had to move some things around. So I just mainly want to just get straight forward talk about what's going on and where you can expect things to go from here. So with that being said, let's get into it. You're listening to Healing in Hindsight, your no BS source for thriving with diabetes. What's up guys, I'm Taylor Daniel. And it's my goal to help millennial diabetics like myself live an amazing life without your diagnosis getting in the way. I get it. I was diagnosed back in 2015 with type 2 diabetes, and it was really hard to find people around my age to understand how to travel, socialize, or even have meaningful relationships. But I feel like with a focus on mindset, perspective, and nutrition, together we can take back our health and our lives. Consider this the red table talk, but for diabetics. Minus the entanglement, so. So let's do it. All right. So many things, so many amazing things that has been happening. And it is a little overwhelming of just how much things have been progressing with the show. I'm still quite shocked on a lot of the things that have been taking place the last six weeks or so. It does not feel real. It does not feel like I'm I'm living these moments right now. It feels very much like a movie. So I'm I just have to just share just how grateful I am to God in general of all of these amazing things that have been happening to me because there was literally a point not too long ago where I was just freaking out. 
literally crying to my therapist. Like I'm screaming into the void. I'm doing all these things. I know what I'm doing is meaningful, but when does it work out or when does it start to work out? Um, because things were getting a little tight. My savings was running out. I was on unemployment. And so that also was running out. And I had told myself when I decided to just be a business owner, <laughs> if you will, for a couple months, that I could always go back into the workforce. There, I didn't see that ever being an issue for me to find work. And I don't want that to sound like any type of dig to people who've been, you know, laid off due to the pandemic. For me, it's been twice. I don't want it to sound like, oh, okay, it's just so easy for me while other people are struggling. I just mean like, I know my threshold for things. So if there's certain avenues that I know that I could jump into, even if it means taking a, a huge pay cut, things like that. So I was just willing essentially to do um, whatever was necessary to make ends meet legally. Let me be very clear about that. <laughs> but yeah, I was, you know, on track. I had a lot of the stuff for the show this season done. I was really proud of just getting ahead. And the only things that still were not completely done were, were my solo episodes. So I'm working on the season. I'm really excited because all of the guests that I've had so far have had really great product services and messaging in general and advice to share with the community, whether you are someone living with diabetes or you're not. Maybe you're supporting somebody with diabetes, a friend, a family member, a partner, that kind of thing. It's just been really interesting, the perspectives and stories that I've been able to witness so far. And this leads to an opportunity with a guest, one of the guests that I ended up having basically offered me a job. And that offer was something that I felt really aligned with because it was allowing me to still be creative and do what I'm doing with the show. But for a company that I feel is really making, it's really going to be a big deal for a lot of us living with prediabetes or type two or medication-based diabetes, really. I think it's an important thing that's been missing in our healthcare system. And it's this almost rebel thing where we're creating this revolution of things. If you're not familiar, it is 9am Health, which is the company that is also a sponsor of the show. So if you've been seeing stuff uh, up, there's plenty of mention of them. Check them out, 9am.health. So it's been so great to be working for them along with them being in, in support of the show. So the last almost two months, I've spent onboarding with them, trying to get as much of their content flowing while also still dealing with the ebb and flows of startup life. I ended up in San Diego for uh, a few days, which it was beautiful. But the reality is it also threw me behind. I tried to record three to four episodes uh, a week in order to, again, want to be able to be tuned into what's going on, but also still give myself some room. And I had just procrastinated <laughs> because I was just trying to get all of these things ready. My apartment, the carpet got replaced. So I had to literally pack up my apartment almost like I was moving out just so that way, because the people who do the carpet, they're not movers, but they will move your furniture. But anything breakable, anything that's plugged in, they're not touching. So I had to finagle my starting date in order to give me time to get my carpet replaced and get my apartment or at least my studio back to, together in order to start work that following week. And yeah, life just kind of caught up on me between starting the new job, getting back into a routine of a Monday through Friday schedule, of 
people relying on you and of having resources, which has been great. But when you've been holding yourself to your own deadlines and timelines and things like that, it's I've been doing that for the past six months. So it was definitely a, a transition to go back to doing that. And even just like getting back used to working with people and, and realizing that not everybody speaks your language. Not everybody understands how you say and do and mean things. And I think that was something about working for myself the last six months that I did not realize was big. And maybe big isn't the, the best word, but just something that you don't realize is such a deep part of your everyday when you are every role in your business. And so realizing that not everybody understands my work ethic because they're not inside my head 24-7 like I am and having to reconnect and clue into people's energies and how they react to things and who who I can tell may, may have a, a bit more emotional ties to this particular thing or maybe not as much to this other thing and really just trying to find the way to interact with people in a way that makes them feel good but also makes them you know feel heard and, and seen and understood for what role I'm playing and going into a new job not or trying not to do the things that I did before in past roles. A lot of that is some of the racial cultural things that have taken place in, in companies as of late, the code switching, the insensitivities sometimes that comes up, whether that's from a gender perspective or from a ethnic perspective, things like that that you don't realize go away <laughs> when you're working for yourself because you're not having to think about that and going into a new job and really having to hone in on, okay, here's how I'm going to present myself. I'm not hiding myself anymore like I used to. Um, I'm not going to um, dim how I speak. Granted, I'll still be semi-professional. I'm not saying I'm going in there and just like acting like everybody's family, but I'm not going to code switch anymore. He here's me. And I do feel like my company hired me for who I am exactly. And that's something that I do appreciate and why I said uh, yes to even joining in the first place. But it's been a challenge not allowing those past experiences to bubble back up and permeate through this current one. And honestly not be paranoid. I've been really like sitting in my intuition and really just feeling things out. Okay, is this what I'm feeling? Or is this just an aftershock of you're not doing these things and it's freaking me out? And I don't know if anybody really feels me on that, but you know, you just, it's a, oh, I saw a quote about this and I know I reposted on Facebook once, but basically the quote was saying, nobody talks about the hard parts when you've changed and let go of those toxic moments or behaviors from a, a previous relationship. And nobody talks about how hard it is to walk in being the better person and walking in that growth and acting upon those things that you changed in order to be in a better relationship. And it's the same thing with, I did not think it would be this hard to operate as me fully having experienced over 10 years of corporate America where not every company was thinking about my best interest. So to be in this space and they not only get things from a health perspective, like the whole company literally is a virtual diabetes clinic. And so to just be understood 
from a health side of things, but also to be understood as a woman and as a woman of color of multiple nationalities, right? Like it's, it's, it's weird. <laughs> You're waiting for the, all right, where are the, the really bad hidden traits that you, you aren't uh, showing me this, it can't be this rosy, but it, and it's not to say that there haven't been bumps and those bumps have just been like communication and, and understanding how the people that uh, I work with operate and that's normal, but it definitely has been interesting for myself of getting back used to work culture that is considerate, that is able to communicate, that is concerned about ensuring that your experience, no matter who you interact with, is, and I don't want to say necessarily like, like positive because I don't want to give off the whole the toxic positivity where everybody's just smiling, everybody's happy. No, like people let you be in your feelings, right? That's a thing. But just there is support there. There is room there. There is a lot of opportunity to just be able to say, hey, this works or this doesn't work. So it's strange how overwhelming that can be when things are going relatively well and you're waiting for, all right, when does things get, when do things get hard? When does the shit hit the fan and suddenly I'm not experiencing things? Cause it's still hard. Don't get me wrong. If you've never worked in a startup, this is hard. I won't ever sugarcoat anybody who's interested in startup life. Like a lot of people join because it's like fast advancement and you're closer to leadership and all stuff like that. But you also have holes. There are gaps and resources and people and things that you don't have that somebody has to make up for. And so that's the one thing about startup culture that not everybody can handle. Some people really want there to be just well-established rules, guidelines, tools, resources, and that takes time. But I still prefer it because there's there's just a lot of room for me to be creative and to fill in those gaps in ways that you have to think outside of the box for. And and so startup cultures have always really flexed my creativity in so many different ways, which is why I still choose them. And this is my earliest startup too. So it also makes that exciting since I've, I feel like I've seen different perspectives of a startup that is completely taking off. Like they're already going public, whatever, that was Stitch Fix. And then seeing one that's mid-sized, but growing and, and having to move offices. And when I was in vacation rentals, being in that, I've seen different angles of various places, but for it to be in one that's still not even a year old is, is it's exciting. And so overall, I'm extremely grateful, but it, I'm tired. <laughs> I'm just going to be straight up. y'all. I'm tired, y'all. I had to take uh, a little bit of time. Thankfully, they're honoring all of my pre-planned time that I had blocked out to, to rest and, and to recover things. And the season has been extended to ensure that you're still getting your full 15 weeks and you're still getting your 30 episodes. I really did not want to cut it short just because I got behind because that's nothing you know, it, it still could have been avoided had I played my cards, but I'm human. And so I, I played my hand and it didn't come back great. That's okay. So the last episode will actually air right before New Year's Eve. So January 30th. So the eve of New Year's Eve. And I, I was trying to avoid having the show run through holiday time as much as I could, just because holidays is such an interesting time for those living with diabetes. You've got all the, the food and all the big pushes to buy stuff that you may or may not need or, or whatever. And I know that holiday season is more than just like food and buying stuff. But I really try to 
ensure that time as I'm building a team of my own, we have off. Now, the good news is that a lot of by extending the season by two weeks or so, it, it doesn't mean that anybody's like overworking or things like that. It's just more so it gives us just more time to get things in order um, and have them ready to go and go live. So that's more of, of what I was needing is I wanted to extend it out to honor the amount, the time commitment that I've been, I've structured the season a, a specific way for a reason, but I didn't want to cut anything short just because I am trying to rebalance having a full-time job <laughs> and uh, low-key a full-time business of my own. So just finding that balance has been the biggest thing. We're an award-winning show, which I never, I don't want to say it wasn't a goal of mine. I just did not foresee it this soon. We're a year in, four seasons in, and I'm still learning. I'm still growing. I'm still making shifts and changes and really trying to dig deep in keeping the core of why I wanted to do this show alive. And there are going to be some shifts in how the content you're going to be hearing is going to change. I think when I talked about live streaming at one point, it was because I felt like all I could talk about on this show was life with diabetes. Because I wanted this show to be more than just, okay, we're going to talk about 50 ways to manage your diabetes. I wanted to be more of um, me being a person and bringing in other perspectives of literally living your life and trying new things and carving your own path, but understanding that alongside you doing that is your diabetes, right? So there's going to be some slight shifts in the show and that not every episode or every guest, which I feel like we've seen in last season, is always going to be talking about diabetes. We're people too. We live our lives. We go through relationship struggles. We go through mental health struggles. We go through spiritual health struggles. We go through all types of things, climbing our own uh, career paths or trying to go at it on our own or having families, all of that. And the anchor is we're doing all of this while also managing um, a chronic illness. And so I started to separate out into potentially a second show and I called it, is there room for me? And I'm starting to feel like I don't need to separate everything. I think I just need to be a bit more clear of what you can expect. And my hope is that you guys will also let me know because I'm sure you don't want to talk about your diabetes all the time either. It creeps into everything. It really does. But that's not what y'all want to listen to all day, every day. <laughs> At least I don't think so. At least that's how I've been feeling. Um, I can absolutely talk about this until uh, I'm blue in the face. It, I, I, I have no issue doing that. But I want to talk about the indirect things that have an impact or don't. I, I do feel like sometimes we've been in a state where we blame everything on our diabetes and it might not actually be that. And then even looking at for myself, I'll say this for myself. And if y'all feel me, please let me know. But when things aren't going right, when things are not lining up the way that I Envision. Sometimes you fall back. And it's like, ah, oh, it's my diabetes brain. I'm been struggling with my numbers a little bit and getting used to this new setup. So it's just my brain fog because things aren't clear because I've been too high or I've had a lot of lows that I've been experiencing. And sometimes it's just energy sucking. And I'm like, I can't like I'm tired. I need to just sit. I can't even think about recording. I can't think about writing this email. I can't think about any of that. And 
realizing that's not always the case. Not everything is because of my diabetes. Sometimes I'm just tired because I'm just tired. And there have been moments where I've recognized that I wasn't giving myself a break. I wasn't doing the grounding routines that I used to do that mentally fortified myself to be prepared for the chaos and fast-paced moving things that happen sometimes, um, especially in the startup world. The energy to create content, and now it's not just about the content that I create for Healing in Hindsight, it's the content that I create for, for my company and making sure that I'm representing the company in the right way and with the right content things and not just how I would just personally do it for my own business. So it's a split focus in a way and, and having to find that balance is where I'm at. Not my diabetes is making me have brain fog about this. So even just tackling those things where like everything seems to be pushed onto it when it's really not, it's me using it as a crutch to hide, right? Because I do feel some pressure. I do feel like I have a lot to prove now that I'm in this new role and now that the show is taking off and there are things with it that people don't see then I'm like, man, if only y'all knew. People are congratulating me on we're having our first couple of sponsors and we're getting awards. And I don't have the numbers that normally most shows and things like that are like, no, this is what you would need to have or these are the expectations, which is also mind-blowing for me. But it also proves that vanity metrics aren't always the answer to everything. Sometimes it's just people having faith in who you are. And so that faith puts a little bit more pressure on me because I'm like, man, what if I don't live up to this expectation that they have? What if I sit here and create something and it's not what they expected and now I'm just kind of like a wolf in sheep's clothing pretending like I know what I'm doing? The imposter syndrome has been going off and and me and my my little inner critics, I've been having to have some heart to hearts lately because it's just, you are like really going in on me right now. You're really ripping me apart right now. Why? What is it that you're getting real chatty about? What are you afraid of? What is it that you think is going to go wrong by doing this? And so really sitting with those feelings and those questions and forcing myself to pay attention to the small whispers in the back of my mind that make me doubt. And giving them room to doubt. I, I think sometimes with those feelings and emotions, it's just the fact that they just need to be expressed. And that's it. So the past two weeks, the lack of updates on all social channels, the lack of even the YouTube channel, trying to get all of those videos done, it is just a realization that I need. And trying to get that help without shortchanging people. Yes, is there finally some form of revenue coming in? Yes. I still have to be really budget conscious because the things that I would like to have in place, they're really damn expensive, y'all. I don't think if anybody really knew that. And I do not want to reach out to somebody and say, hey, can you do this for me? And ask for a hookup, basically. <laughs> You know, and be like, yo, let me shortchange you X amount of dollars when you normally charge like double that. So I'm trying to find that ethical balance of like, I'm balling on a budget still. So the cool thing is that I just feel like I've been manifesting a lot of the stuff that I've been needing. I've had a couple of people that have popped up in my, within my friend group circles who are like, hey, actually I need a guinea pig basically to do these kind of things. Or, hey, I definitely wouldn't mind helping you out with this. And that has been such an amazing thing to see 
And I truly believe it's happening because I finally just came to the, I just came to the full understanding of, okay, you have a job now. So you are, you have uh, the financial security that you were needing. You have uh, your first set of sponsors, which is also providing some of that financial security. You're getting responses. People are paying attention to you. So you're not screaming into the void. You just can't see them yet. Make yourself a bit more visible so they can see you and raise your hand for some help. And don't be afraid to be honest of here's, here's where I'm at financially. As much as I have a, a standard of what I want my quality to be, I can remember a time where I just needed somebody to take a chance on me. And they're getting all kinds of quality for half of what they could have paid someone who had the experience. But it's giving me the opportunity to, to put that experience on paper and to prove that I do know what I'm doing. So that way when I can raise my prices, it's because I've taken the time to go through it. So remembering that has been my biggest thing. Like I've been considering interns. So if you're listening and you want to be able to get behind the scenes on what podcasting setup looks like and running social media for a show looks like, I'm very open to all of that. If you really just want the experience and kind of free room to play around, I'm open for a lot of creative input. There's going to be some shifts and changing with the brand itself. The name staying the same, the show core staying the same. Let me be very clear about that. But I, the more that I've gotten room to dig deep of what do I need help with? What do I need? That requires me to bring other people in the more that I'm starting to recognize the clarity of where I want to take this. I've always had this large, big picture vision. It has just been a little difficult to see sometimes because you're so bogged down in every single task that you need to do that now that you start to get some of that lifted off, it you can really see like where you can go with it. Yeah, that's really been what's going on the last couple of weeks. I'm excited for you guys to hear this week's guest just because it's providing something really great. It's just another, I'll say it's another edible product for you to make choices in the kitchen a little bit easier as you're thinking about your numbers and, and where you want to land and working with your medication to help it do the best that it can for your body, things like that. So I am... Still very much invested in this. I think I just hit that wall finally where it's, I need some help. And I will tell you, I'm definitely a personality of not being great at asking for help because I don't like to not be good at things. <laughs> and so the Capricorn in me is very much like I can do all things as a CEO who strengthens me or something like that. But it's really through God. I'm realizing that. And, you know. I remember when this opportunity started rolling in after I was a low-key mad and I looked up at God, I was like, okay, I'm gonna shut up now. You right. You just dropped it all in my lap. Like, all right, this is what you want. <laughs> and now I'm having to find the balance and be like, you right. But it wouldn't be happening right now if there wasn't an ability and uh, room for me to make it work for me and not uh, not drown in it. And that's what I'm honestly trying to avoid right now y'all is I'm trying not to drown by still providing quality in the show and by still providing quality in in my my new job so with that being said there's so many things that I've been wanting to do and I am stuck because I need to hear from you this show is global there are people listening from all different parts of the world and that means so much to me but I have really got to get some engagement from you guys what does that mean comment on the show you do not need to use the review section to review my show if you don't want to. Feel free to use it to let me know what you want to hear. Um, 
There is a contact form on the website, healinginhindsight.com forward slash contact. Reach out, fill out the form and let me know what you want to hear. DMs are always open, mainly on Instagram. Don't be shy to, to comment even on any of the posts because I, I do this because of what I felt when I was diagnosed. How do I still do all of the things that, over here smacking my desk, how do I do the things that I was planning on doing, but now with the angle of having this chronic condition and it still be successful? How do I date? How do I dig deeper into my wellness journey and my health? And knowing that I have this condition changes things of how you deal with your health, what you get into. There are even certain like wellness treatments, things like that, that I would love to try. And now I'm like, there's a lot. And so I want to really keep this raw nature of talking about going through life experiences and ways to navigate them and do them and enjoy them. But also knowing that in the back of my mind, I'm thinking about, okay, am I good? Am I straight? Or do I need to, do I need to eat now? Or did I take my bed? Like it, it's always in the back of your mind. So let me know, even guest, if there's someone in particular that you would like for me to talk to, I open this platform to everybody, even if they are controversial, you just need to really understand as long as they are not saying anything hateful, and dragging names through the mud. I don't do that on the show. That we can sit down and have a dialogue. I don't have to agree. And y'all know anybody who says something about what they believe in has no bearing on what I believe in because I'm I'm strong in my core, my grounding of my faith and the things that I support. I don't think that it means that we can't have conversations for anybody who thinks differently. And I think that is extremely important because y'all, our community is a little, we can be hostile. It can be real hostile. And I understand why we are in certain regards because there's a lot going on and it feels like, not only does it feel like it, but like our lives are literally being toyed with in certain ways. I am just not a person to, I'm a mediator. <laughs> That's really all the, the, what it boils down to. Literally my Myers-Briggs setup is, is I'm a mediator, meaning I see a path to change through diplomacy. I'm not saying you shouldn't rack a, rattle a couple cages, but I don't think it's at the cost of innocent people who might be in the, in the crossfires. And so that's, for me, the importance of what I feel like I'm doing is providing perspective, giving everybody an opportunity, not that anybody needs my permission, but just showing that I, I at least am willing to hear people out and see both sides and see where we can have a dialogue of, okay, well, how do we push this needle forward that doesn't take advantage of the community, but also still supports the original mission and core of what you started. Because we all know there's a couple of companies out there that we're all like, mm, that wasn't a great move. And I know that there's some of us who are like, tear the whole establishment down. But I personally don't follow that mindset because it's not just them. It's not just the website and the brand and the, the company name. There are people on that other side who didn't make that decision either and have families to take care of. And I think sometimes when we get into that mobster, tear it all down thing, and then have issues with, there's nothing available for people to do. Like we're, we're tearing up meaningful work instead of giving people an opportunity to change. And the unfortunate thing that a lot of people don't really see is companies cannot change in the same speed that you as an individual can. And I think that's where we see a lot of frustration and a lot of attacking and trolling on social media of different companies and stuff like that. Is there are people and teams behind that who have to sit through that. As a community manager, if y'all were to, to come for me, I have to sit through that, even though I might not have made the decision on something. So I just, 
always want to keep a neutral ground of we have to be able to talk about the hard stuff of what's not being provided and what is being provided and how we can make decisions that help everybody. And yes, sometimes not making the dollar. And I think that's the hard part companies face and wanting to be profitable and ethical. It definitely is a balance. So I say all that to say all walks of life are welcome to talk about how we navigate life with this condition, whatever variation that you have of it, because we're all human. And, and we all are angry and we all, you know, have moments of joy and, and excitement and loneliness and all types of things. And so I just want us to be able to have this platform to talk about it all. Right. And that might mean some subject matters that don't directly always lead to diabetes because we're more than that. When I came out the womb, I didn't come out the womb. Diabetes. I came out the womb. Taylor. And I think that's something that I've been struggling to come to a, a centralized stance on is that I want to have a place to talk about both of struggles as just navigating life and then struggles as navigating life with diabetes. So how can I TLDR this in a way that's productive? Season has been the last episode will air January 30th, right before we step into the new year. I still think that is very fitting. So all of the guest episodes are still coming. We just needed to Take a bit of a, of a beat and circle back <laughs> and get back on track. I'm getting some help, y'all. So that way this show can still run and be smooth and be available to you on time in a way that ensures that you get the best of me and not the moments of scrambling and trying to, to keep it all together. Talk back to me, y'all. Uh, I, I need your input. I need your thoughts. I need your feelings to know the best way to build this community. That's what, you know, I'm, I'm trying to do is, is build a community where there's um, a place for actual conversations to happen that gives everyone the opportunity to speak how they feel and allow for alternative perspectives to also share how they feel and start the dialogue of how can we shift? How can we change? How we can move the needle forward? Yeah, I think that those are the three main things that I really wanted to ensure that y'all knew. I know this is normally a longer solo than what I typically do, but I just really wanted to ensure that you guys knew what was going on in my head and what I had going on just in life. And so I'm finding balance. Things are starting to uh, stabilize. So my hope is that for the remainder of the season that we will be smooth sailing from there. What I will say is as we go into November, we're going to have some some... I'm trying to think of an old show or a game show or whatever. The first thought that came to head, like, double down, double whammy. <laughs> Basically, there's going to be some days where you get two episodes instead of one. Won't tell you when that's coming. Just hope you appreciate having the extra things to listen to when they do. But again, I did not want to push the show out super far to make up with that. So you get some double days. And I, I do hope that the topics of those episodes speak to you so yay bonus episodes and then I think the final thing that I just want to say in general to, to wrap all of this up so I can stop rambling in y'all's ear <laughs> is I've been extremely nervous about really showing myself and I've been extremely cautious about what parts of myself that I share online certain opinions things like that because yes social media culture has shifted so much and it has created this subculture that doesn't leave room for people to be human. It doesn't leave room for people to make mistakes, own them, and try to change. It's just more people screaming at you about why 
you fucked up and why you're a terrible human being. That's scary for somebody like me who wants to be creative, wants to share my creativity with the world as my livelihood, as what I do for a living, but feels nervous about being drowned out because I could care less what people think about me. I, I really can. The opinions that get to me are those of my inner circle. And it takes a lot to be a part of that inner circle. People saying crazy things about me is whatever. People saying crazy things about something that I've built that helps somebody else. That's where I get a little, little antsy. I get, I get mama bear. And people using public sharing of someone's lives to tell somebody how they should live it is nerve wracking for me. I do not believe that just because you post something on social media that gives somebody the right to come on to the page that you've claimed for yourself to tell you how you should live your life. I don't. And so when I see people make those kind of comments of you post it publicly, so you're giving room for us to do whatever. No, you just really, for whatever reason, feel the need to direct someone else's life because there's something going on in your own that you can't control. So it's made me hesitant to be more active, like on things like Instagram and stuff that I've had plans to be more engaging with y'all off, off the show. It's just been a little bit nerve wracking. And I still like on some Beyonce shit, like there are just certain things that I'm just not going to share. Not everything I feel needs to be shared on social media. Not every dark day that I have needs to be shared on social media. Not every super awesome win that I have. There are some things that I just need to keep to myself that just needs to be experienced in the moment and, and kind of stayed there and lived through in my memories and through my built-in cameras that are my two eyeballs and not a phone or something like that. So bear with me as I start to share more of myself. I want people to know that there's a real person behind this microphone. It's not just some random lady who says a bunch of stuff and does nothing else. I want to be available to talk with you guys and have these conversations, but I also have to remember to protect my energy and to ensure that I'm not giving you guys a half-assed Taylor. That's no fun for anybody. I'm making steps towards showing up more, towards being, you know, more available, more present. I ask for patience as I do that, because it's hard on these social media streets. And uh, I've had a lot of growth in my life, <laughs> a lot, but it does not mean I won't clap back. I'm just saying. But yeah, guys, it's all I can say is I can truly feel deep within in my spirit that things are really about to grow and take off. I'm really excited for the people, I don't know where they are, y'all. Sometimes stuff just comes out of my mouth because it's, my intuition is just going off. That's the best way I can describe it. But people are about to start showing up to the show in ways that not only will push me to provide deeper conversations and thoughts, but just for us to really start to have a community. I've been wanting to have a community place. I've been very hesitant about creating one because I've kept feeling, okay, well, everybody's got their own version. I will, I refuse to create a Facebook group. So finding the right platform and place to do all of that, but wanting to be able to talk through things that doesn't always come up, especially in places for communities of color. There's some subject matters that people get really stuck in one perspective on, and I want to break through that wall and really provide a safe space for us to dig deeper. And, and when we talk about these things, so 
a lot is going to be moving. A lot of this community aspect, you aren't going to really fully see until next year because I want to build it right. But I want to get you guys involved now. And all that looks like is, you know, let me know what you're thinking or your thoughts are in the rating section, whether that's on Apple or on Podchaser where it's universal. DM me on Instagram or comment on any of honestly past or uh, upcoming posts. Let me know what you want to hear. Feel free to shoot me an email. Love at healinginhindsight.com. Uh, I'm pretty sure this in the show notes. It might be. I'll, I'll triple jet or go to the, the contact uh, form on my page and send me a message of what it is that you feel like you want to hear on the show or somebody. I'm always open to guests. Yeah, that's really all I got for y'all. As always, I'm so grateful for y'all. This would not be an award-winning or award-recognized show if you guys hadn't been paying attention. I'm so appreciative to every guest that's been here and the communities that they've brought in to be a part of this and all of the support. It is no light thing. There are 2,500 of you guys that are listening since I've started this show. And I am super grateful to all of you. I'm sure if I was in a room with all of you, that would be slightly overwhelming. I would need a stage <laughs> to manage 2,000 people. So please know that I am, as much as I wanna grow, I am grateful for who's here now because that's still a lot and my whole point in starting this is just being able to share my perspective and if it helps one person get through the day that means a lot to me and to me that's more impactful than trying to change the masses all the time it's not always about trying to be like a martyr because that's not it at all just wanting somebody to know that there's somebody who who gets it and who's listening so thank y'all I will catch you guys on Thursday with our special guest for the week and every week thereafter until we hit New Year's. I'll catch you guys next time.